This week's episode of The Clear Out was recorded on the 6th of June 2023 at home in Wicklow. And there is no unifying theme for this week's episode. I talk about quite a few different things. I start off with the idea of retreat and where we retreat to what we retreat to and what we're retreating from in my case uh, movies is is where I often retreat to Um, of course in that conversation I end up talking about trauma and habitual behaviours and what we try to avoid I also in this episode just talk about the summer the summer in Ireland long summer nights good weather and the effect that has on the the nation I at some point share summer memories and jobs working with my father as a teenager Uh, I talk about the the pursuits that I consider healthy retreats so for me swimming and martial arts I talk about those things um, what else what else features in, 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 in today's episode midges what are midges if you don't know you're very lucky <laughs> and if you do know you know what I'm talking about bloody midges um, yeah I I'm not sure what else is in there, but it's um, again another another episode like some of the, of the other more recent ones where I'm I'm, I'm labouring, I was labouring under the the effects of of hay fever, so forgive me, forgive me if I sounded a bit a bit dozy, a bit groggy. Also, there was some technical interference at, at some point, which I decided to to keep in the recording. And I have a bit of speculation as to uh, the provenance of that particular interference. Okay, there may be other things, um, and it all kind of hangs together. And uh, I hope you like it, as always. So, uh, yeah, I'll see you around the corner. Cheers. Not gonna change my mind, leaving the dream Hi, my name is Dara Clear and you're listening to The Clear Out. You're very welcome. How are you? If you're in my neck of the woods, are you enjoying these long, early summer nights? I say early summer. It's We're, we're getting closer to midsummer. The, the summer solstice is only a couple of weeks away. And that will be the longest, the longest day of the year the um the long the long long days the bright nights are something i really love about ireland and something i missed when i was in australia i mean there were there were different there were different things to be missed different things not to be missed different things to be enjoyed about australia that weren't available here um but the yeah the long days the bright nights 
they um I think I'd always taken them for granted <laughs> and I was surprised in the Australian summer in Melbourne where we were when those bright summer nights just didn't go quite so long I mean right now it's I think it's nearly 10 o'clock here is it quarter to 10 and yeah it's still very bright out very I don't want to say really bright might give you the wrong impression but it is really bright (laughs) but it is really bright and that light will hold for yeah a good another good 30 to 40 minutes um it may be darkish by the time i finish by the time i finish recording but it's um it's just lovely it's uh there's a real quietness to it as well so a sort of a sleepiness in the air with that light and certainly when i think about the the pets in the house here at hashtag blessed they're all asleep the uh the two cats the old cat the young cat and pepper the dog they all go into a bit of a, a shutdown mode and it's all just very dusky and sleepy and extremely chilled out it's it's nice energy it really is you may or may listen if you're a regular listener you may detect the slightly nasal fog tone through my voice the old uh the old hay fever keeps on keeps on uh keeps on running i don't think i had it last summer at all but this summer it's been bad so um yeah i know i've taken 31 or 32 antihistamines um in a row one a day for the last 32 days and uh yeah i find it very frustrating particularly when i sit down here to record a podcast and i go oh yeah i'm not really in my normal i don't really i can't really access my normal vocal energy and my normal vocal clarity and i find that i find that quite frustrating to be honest with you so yeah but what can you do what can you do listen it's um it is what it is um I mean, here I am, surrounded by uh, surrounded by trees and plants and verdant growth and pollen, an abundance of pollen and swallows dipping in and out and yeah, it's I, I shouldn't be complaining at all. I'm just uh, yeah, as I say, I'm just feeling frustrated with it. But anyway, that's no place. That's no place to start. Hi, how are you? Come in. I'm not in a good mood. <laughs> Cheer me up. Where to begin? Where to begin? Where do we start? You come in through the door. What's the first thing that hits you? What is the first thing that hits you? You enter someone's home. What is the first thing that hits you? Is it visual? Is it? Is it something olfactory? Is it something? Is it a smell? Is it a scent? Is it a stink? <laughs> is it is it energy? Energy man. Is it energy? Is that what you pick up on? 
the energy. Um, yeah. I think it is. I think it's energy. Maybe it's a combination of all those things. I mean, we're very sensory, aren't we? Uh, us humans, we humans, we earthlings, we're sensory. What we take in through the eyes, what we take in through the nose, the ears. I was I was swimming earlier, a uh, late afternoon swim, and yeah, the the the, the weather, it just it, it has to be commented upon. We've just had about four weeks straight of really nice sunny weather, and um, it's it's really. <laughs> It's sort of embarrassing how enthralling most Irish people find this kind of weather. We're just kind of beguiled by it and um, don't quite know how to uh, deal with it. Um, being the kind of pasty paddies that we are on the, the farther, far, you know, far reaches of Europe, um, we get a we get a sort of relatively prolonged spell of weather like this and it's it's this strange bewitchment um, on the entire nation and some people go a bit doolally they go a bit crazy and for many people it just means they have to drink more <laughs> they have to ramp up the fetishization of the pint of alcohol sure what else would you be doing um i don't really care for that aspect of our culture i um i struggle with it <laughs> i struggle with the poverty of imagination and my struggle i struggle with my struggle being struggled with by others and i struggle with the the insinuation that it's a zero-sum game that because I'm not, you know, dementedly, gleefully, you know, relentlessly posting shots of pints on social media or, you know, wallowing in vats of, you know, ice cubed cider, then I must be lying somewhere in the dark with a hair shirt, um, you know, beating myself for even contemplating the sniff of a bit of alcohol uh, I might be paranoid I might be oversensitive I might be projecting but uh, I'm not that I can I, I like I like a drink or two <laughs> sometimes three or four often I I like the idea of a few drinks more than actually having a few drinks I often find I have one and I'm like okay that's it I'm done I'm bored now maybe one more if I'm in a particularly good mood but then my my appetite seems to veer off the road to you know in, in search of other delights in search of other flavors anyway I don't know I, I might end up eating my words there's a few there's a few a few events coming up in the the family calendar a few big birthdays and um yeah Maybe with the the good vibes, with the the crack, as we uh, as we like to say on the Emerald Isle. 
the crack, the mischief, the merriment, the fun, the sport. There might be there might be a bit more consumption than usual. But anyway, whatever. Um yes. What did I want to talk about? Well, it's connected actually, I realise. I realise. <laughs> because I was thinking, I was thinking, this is how I preface, you know, a lot of my meanderings on the, on the podcast. I was thinking about the idea of retreat. Now, not a, not a Buddhist retreat or a silent retreat or a yoga retreat. Because they're all very spiritual and, and and infused with with wellness and and discipline and forms of forms of what forms of self-denial perhaps forms of voluntary deprivation in service of personal betterment um no i'm talking merely merely retreat on its own without without any other nice descriptive to con- contextualize it the idea of retreating to a safe place the idea of retreating to a place of comfort the idea of retreating to a haven some form of safe arbor where we can hide and i think that's maybe that's the area i'm looking at um and sometimes i feel it's it's well it's necessary i think we choose it we we i don't think we always voluntarily choose it i think we have habitual patterns and contexts of retreat that are pretty embedded the places we go to to yeah to comfort ourselves and not necessarily in um not necessarily in an overtly beneficial way um but definitely in a way of of sort of holding ourselves um now i mean I, I spoke a few weeks ago about self self-soothing behaviors and i also spoke a couple of weeks ago about the idea of safety um but i'm probably i'm probably trying to put this idea of retreat in in slightly less wellness terms and more in terms of helplessness rather than if i speak about safety as as i did in a couple of episodes ago or speak about self-soothing that's not helplessness that's that's actively choosing things to to help ourselves and i'm thinking more of retreat in terms of being connected to a, a sense of defeat being connected to a sense of inability to deal with stuff or a sense of <laughs> a sense of personal collapse 
um, of personal surrender where I don't even know if we we, we get to wave the, the white flag. I think we just disappear to that place that really becomes very insular and very shut off from other people and shut off from the world um, and I think this came across my own uh, my own chain of thought my own train of thought today because I, I, I was thinking I probably choose I've probably always chosen from a very young age I, you know movies watching movies is one of my favourite uh, modes of retreat um, they continue to be a place I like to hide um, as much as I enjoy movies and sort of study movies and think about movies um, a lot um, and of course you know there's there's, there's my, my acting background as well is in the mix there always but it's um, yeah it's a lifelong love affair with movies and they do kind of they, they do continue to be uh, an escape pod and a place where I will yeah just lose myself um, or immerse myself um, and that's all that's all so I, was just, I was just thinking about that earlier I just found myself reflecting on that and it's it that's often my form of comfort if i'm just wanting to disengage and switch off if i had the freedom to do so i'd probably just happily sit um and ignore everyone and just watch a movie uh as i have done over the years uh, habitually but um yeah I'm just wondering about that whole idea then of of retreat and I'm trying to recognize within this maybe it's not always it's not always a healthy thing because there's an implied avoidance and I suppose with a lot of um habitual behavior in this area this area of retreat defeat hiding self-comforting and avoidance um there is you know there there is a fundamental shunning of what i don't want to say responsibility because that, that implies something else but there's a shunning of or an abdication of stepping up of stepping up to the plate of dealing with the thing whatever the thing may be and often the thing is something about ourselves really because I think we can <laughs> Yeah, this is armchair psychology um, but 
if you're talking about things we try to avoid it's probably going to be something extremely revelatory about our own wiring, our own personality, our own psychology, um, because it would have such a powerful effect on us to make us want to, what, curl ourselves up in a ball, get into a, a fetal position, um, then yeah it's something it's something it's something real it's something that is on a very deep level something that we find confronting and to my mind that's what recommends the confronting of it (laughs) yeah I mean it's yeah like I said I'm not telling you anything you don't already know am I this is uh, feel the fear and, and do it anyway territory I suppose this is this is to, to, to harken back to the Star Wars episode uh, from a month ago this is Luke Skywalker going into into the swampy cave on um, Dagobah Yoda's home planet where he faces Darth Vader only to find out it's himself that he's most afraid of I mean that's a classic that's a classic uh, martial arts truism across all traditional martial arts your greatest enemy is yourself to defeat your enemy first you must defeat yourself and um yeah that's uh that probably that that idea maybe not as literal as that but that idea probably underpins a lot of my own uh, philosophy around trying to be well I think I, I don't know if I'm going to I don't, I don't know if I'm going to move away from using the word wellness um, maybe that word's become a little bit contaminated by overuse and misrepresentation and just being a bit of a general online placebo term um and I think I prefer the extended idea of trying to be well or trying to live well or attempting to live well, um, trying to have a healthy relationship with oneself and with the, the people and the world around, around you. That's um, they're the core ideas, aren't they? Really, um, wellness. I you know when people ask me, I'm asked. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm asked so much, Dara. I hear you're a podcaster. What is it you podcast about? What's your podcast about? And I don't really like saying oh, it's a wellness podcast because that, I think that just connotes a very particular thing. That is perhaps, I don't know, but it's, I think it's, it's arguably narrower than what I do here. Maybe it's not. Maybe I'm, uh, maybe I'm flattering myself. Um, I may as well, because nobody else will. Yeah? Yeah? You with me? I hope so. Um, 
yeah but anyway look retreat i don't know i i think there is to drop in another cliche you know choose your battles and sometimes i mean sometimes it's it's the more prudent move to abandon the battlefield <laughs> rather than rather than stay and be cannon fodder rather than stay and be slaughtered massacred bayoneted whatever it might be um i think sometimes uh yeah you know <laughs> run 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 away live to fight another day um it's maybe not something we struggle with maybe 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 you don't and it's not something i often um sort of put out there in front of myself as explicitly as i'm doing tonight but the the sense of the sense of i can't that's um doesn't feel very edifying does it it doesn't exactly gird the loins i can't um because i think i think many of us spend a huge amount of time saying i can or saying i will or saying i must and maybe we don't articulate it but we make ourselves act out in a way that reflects those commitments they're not necessarily convictions i think they're just part of part of that stepping up i referred to earlier and i think that can come at great cost i think that come i think it does come at enormous cost to many many of us to i I mean (laughs) to all of us i would i would suggest um Although maybe not. I was talking to a friend yesterday and she was just speaking about, uh, basically speaking about grief and speaking about, uh, you know, a bereavement. She lost her father and um, she was just still struggling, still struggling with the, with the grief, with the sadness. And she was commenting that other people in the family seemed to not be doing so badly. And seemed to be able to just carry on in, in quite a breezy, easy way. And you know, there, there's a, there's a. She, I mean, she was clearly experiencing a, an inherent conflict with that. Um, and so we were just talking about how you know being being sensitive. Um, I, I spoke about this earlier this year. Uh, you know, being, <laughs> being sensitive, highly sensitive people, HSPs. That was that was the thing, wasn't it? Um, being sensitive is, I think, it's an amazing thing. I mean, I I, I think I'm sensitive. Uh, I've always thought of myself as being sensitive in the, you know, in 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 both directions. Sensitive in the receiving of life and sensitive um in a sort of an, an outward directed energy as well and 
there's I think there's something really um I mean I, I was going to use the word beautiful. Is that, is that too soggy? Is that too is that too soggy and, and mushy a word? But I, I think there is something really beautiful about being sensitive and the the way that life can be experienced and the way that other people can be experienced um, if you're you know if, if that sensitivity is something that's that you have insight into if it's something you're able to you know incorporate and manage and utilize in your in your 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 your, your, your day-to-day experience um, if it's something that you have an accommodation with because if it's a type of sensitivity that's unbearable that everything is overwhelming or, or too much that um, that's not so great that's that's really a burden and a chore and a challenge um, uh, yeah and then I think there can be a terrible loss of resilience if that is if that is your mode if that is your positioning in in the world um because the world is um well it's a it's a jungle isn't it it's a tough old place out there and um it's a very hard station if you simply can't cope uh because then life is just constant stress and anxiety and the desire to retreat must be ever present um so i don't know if that's if that's if you know if that's your if that's what you're experiencing i mean that's um you have my sympathies but you i'd be like okay what are your you know what are your strategies are you uh are you interested in not being quite so raw all the time i don't know and i mean I'm, you know this is not i shouldn't be projecting anything or trying to articulate what that experience is um but it must be bloody it must be bloody difficult um and if you think about it just to go back to the whole habitual behavior that i was referring to earlier um I mean, arguably, arguably, those habituated behaviours, which are fundamentally, you know, forms of forms of addiction or maybe forms of self-soothing that aren't so healthy, um, they're all connected to to trauma of of some of some kind, trauma of some degree. And um yeah, that's um that's that's really I don't know, I don't I, I don't know if this is very um you know, I don't know if this is very solipsistic of me, but I mean that is 
not everybody's traumatized, I suppose. I mean, I'm challenging myself on this. I did. I saw an interview. I read an interview recently with uh, the Irish, the Irish female DJ radio presenter um, Annie Mack, who's who made her career over in England and on um, I think on the BBC, BBC Radio, and um, yeah, something came up in the article about. <laughs> she was like no no trauma in my life and she was sort of perplexed by the need for for therapy um and and healing and introspection um no and i mean and, and and i don't want to mischaracterize her you know she wasn't she was I, I, it wasn't my impression from from the the profile that she was lacking empathy or dismissing the need for those things but just in her own experience all of that was kind of anathema um and i find myself i i just i i marvel i marvel at that i marvel at an adult human who can say that um and for it to be on any level true or or real i'm like wow <laughs> extraordinary <laughs> you're the you know you're the one star in the sky um that hasn't got any issues uh yeah i find that mind-blowing now i you can hear that can't you there's there's some sort of interference coming in this last week as well okay i'm gonna pause and come back okay i've decided to leave that in there just because um it might be the most interesting thing about this episode <laughs> interference my phone was sitting beside the microphone and maybe that maybe that's what was causing that interference um because there were a couple of messages on my phone so i've just thrown the phone on the floor the floor is carpeted so don't you worry about my phone's little body or my phone's sensitive personality it's landed on a nice rug on top of a carpet so it is undamaged and it wasn't thrown in anger um, because I can't, I can't afford to, uh, <laughs> I can't afford to destroy my phone. Anyway, that does seem to have fixed that issue, unless, unless it was aliens trying to get in touch with me across the universe, across the airwaves, maybe maybe they uh, maybe they're you know maybe they're fans of the podcast maybe they've been listening and maybe they wanted me to shut up maybe they're, they're sick of me banging on about about wellness and and trauma and uh all the other things that i i, I talk about here or maybe they love it maybe as one person said to me recently, maybe they wanted to say, hey, the podcast is brilliant. 
keep doing it. <laughs> now that's nice. That was a nice thing to say. That cheered, that's just cheered me up immediately. The podcast is brilliant. Keep doing it. Okay? Thank you. Thank you, person who said that to me. That was very nice. That touched me in a good place. Um, Yeah, I... The... I'm going to get away from retreat and come back to another very central theme of of wellness of trying to live well and that simply is the idea of of mindfulness simply the idea of being present and i don't know how i got away from it i mentioned I was swimming earlier. I think that was the yeah, X. I was going to talk about the sensory experiences. Oh yeah, because I was I was going on about the weather then. The um, the water was quite rough, not 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 too crazy, but it was a strong enough current. Nice bit of chop on the water, but the uh, the water temperature was lovely. Um, it was, I I guesstimated it was fourteen degrees Celsius and i checked later and it was 14.3 but i swear to god it felt so comfortable it felt so lovely uh if i hadn't been on the clock to get my ass back home to hashtag blessed i would have stayed in a lot longer but i had a lovely lovely swim and it really was like i found the temperature so comfortable and the sun was shining down it was really it was just bliss just to be in the water and the water quality was good it was a lovely blue sky was blue sun was coming down and i was just enjoying every every moment of it every stroke every every extended moment in the water carrying myself through with a a variety of strokes and I really just even now I feel oh yeah I'd love to be back in that water it was so gorgeous Um, and it's funny because I was talking to (laughs) I was talking to a couple of people earlier today um and they were saying one of them was saying how he'd been down to the sea at the weekend and it was for his his first time down this summer this year and he thought the water was unbearable freezing your feet turned to ice he said (laughs) and the other person was like yeah only only lunatics and and madmen get in the water uh in ireland only lunatics and madmen would get into the irish sea and he laughed as he nodded at me, knowing full well my own my own routines and patterns. And you know, I wouldn't even waste my breath, um, because you're not gonna you know you're not gonna convince people. And that, you know, that I've always I've always thought that. Like I've said that about karate before as well. I've never, in over thirty years of doing karate, I've never really actively, I've never actively tried to recruit someone to start karate um 
you know, apart from, you know, when, you know, in the last couple of years, when I started offering my own outdoor classes, but, but even still, my whole approach is very, only come if you want to be here. <laughs> um, you know, people, they're either into it or they're not. And, you know, I, I've never, I've never done these things because I'm looking for a club or a community or to connect with other people. Um, I do these things to connect with myself, <laughs> said the narcissist. Um, but it's true. It's true. For me, they're, I suppose they're, they're, they're sort of monkish um, uh, pursuits and they're, they're related to, to self to self-discipline and there is a to me there's always been a sort of a, a spiritual uh quest within the within the repetition of of both things martial arts and um and karate uh, sorry and, and you know well, martial arts tai chi karate uh, and swimming um and I'm all. I've always been happy to do them all by myself. Um, and in swimming in particular, I've really steered away from swimming groups and swimming communities because um, <laughs> because I find they they contaminate the purity that I in you know enshrine swimming. Um, you know, in try, you know, in try, I enshrine sw- swimming with with such sort of yeah s- spiritual focus. Um, it, you know, it's it's yeah. I'm, I'm I'm laughing at myself as I say this, but it's true. It's true. Um, I don't really want to talk to anybody. I don't. I you know, I often don't don't want to be seen by anybody. <laughs> I just want to be there in the water by myself um, and yeah shut the world away so there, that's an example of retreat in a way that's my silent retreat because I can't talk when I'm swimming <laughs> uh, and my own personal uh, you know practice with martial arts that's that's in that area as well I don't need a witness I don't need an audience the only thing with martial arts though is it is great to have a training partner in terms of testing your skill set um, but those days might be gone for me just because of the nature of what I've put in place in my life in the last few years um, I think dojo training is um, is in my past funnily enough I was considering going to a uh, you know a a day of karate training with a couple of my old instructors um, I saw something advertised on social media but then um, then uh, yeah life life uh, life got in the way there's a prior a prior engagement my wife has so I can't really skedaddle off to, to jump around in my white pyjamas um, but that's okay that's okay I see I enjoy I enjoy that challenge I enjoy that challenge still of can 
can I impose the discipline on myself? Can I keep my head in the right space so I can stand by my experience, so I can stand by the 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 rank that I achieved, that I earned. Um, and I'm very comfortable with that. I did earn, you know, the the you know the, the rank I hold in 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 karate. Um, but my last grading was uh, six years ago. So um, you know, the challenge is to be credible. And like that's the thing for me. And you know, it's, and the thing is, it's not like I'm. It's not like I'm going around ask you know telling people about it. I mean, I know I'm talking about it here, but this is you know it's germane to the to the monologue. It's germane to the tell. Um, that idea of of credibility is important to me because otherwise it becomes a bit meaningless. It becomes it has no substance to it. It becomes empty. Now, even though karate means, um, the you know karate do the way of the empty hand, um, that's a different kind of emptiness. And of course, there's a great spiritual purity in that type of emptiness. To empty one's mind, to be in the moment, to be receiving the experience, and then responding. I mean that's that's part of the way of that. I mean that's part of the way of all of all traditional martial arts, in my view. Um, yeah. So anyway, that swim today, my God, beautiful. And I came back home. Uh, my wife was was teaching some music lessons. Um, my daughter was, what was she doing? Oh, she was hanging around with a pal. And so I just went to the uh, to the garden, and again, just just appreciated being there. A sunny afternoon. Pepper, the dog, wanted to play, so I kept uh, whacking uh, a ball back into the far end of the backfield with a tennis racket, and she was just running flying through that fence that I referred to last week and running across that field of buttercups and clover and grass, the tall trees, creating a sort of arena around the field, the blue sky above, white clouds. Um, And yeah, it was just a lovely, a lovely few moments. And the repetition, yes, that, that's often a key thing. Just the repetition of the simple act. Just that repetition of watching Pepper the dog fly across the field, retrieve the ball, come back, jump through the fence, come to the fence closest to me and drop the ball. And to repeat, and we do it again, and do it again, and do it again, until Pepper needed a rest. And then I went and made myself a coffee. And I came back out and sat sat um, on a bench in the garden underneath this gorgeously green beech tree. And I was just looking at the, the leaves 
blowing in the wind it was quite a breezy afternoon and looked at the other trees there's a, an ash tree that's uh, it's probably it's probably the healthiest it's been since we've lived here at hashtag blessed because last year i helped uh kiara help my wife remove some very heavy ivy that was kind of strangling the tree um so it's um it's looking pretty healthy um, behind that beech tree i was sitting under there's a huge laurel tree um and then of course the uh the Leylandi, as they call them, these huge pine trees that tower above everything else. In fact, I must, I took some nice, well, I thought they were nice. <laughs> I took some nice photos on my phone at the weekend. My wife was just sitting in the garden reading and Pepper was at her feet and the chickens were knocking around as well. And um, I was on the other side of the garden. I was being a good boy. I was hanging out the washing on the clothes horse. Um, but the picture of Kiara just sitting there reading, um, it just looked really good. And the light was lovely. I must uh, I must put a couple of those shots up just so you can see, so you can enjoy them yourselves. Wouldn't that be nice? So you can go wherever the, whatever the, the Instagram link is there, wherever you're listening. I'll throw a couple of those up. Um, yeah, just lovely. It's just a lovely, it's a lovely time of year. And I was in the, there's a, a shop just down the road from us. I was in there earlier buying some, buying some milk, four litres of banya. And um, the shopkeeper there, she, she can't stand cold weather, hates it when it snows, hates the winter. And she is just loving, has been loving this good weather. And she said, oh, it's meant to end. It's going to end this week. There's going to be rain. But uh, hopefully it won't be for too long. And it's... um. That'll be that'll be a return to normality, because so many of those Irish summers I remember uh, as a kid, very wet, very wet. Not all of them, not all of them, but um, not not at all unusual. There you go. That's uh, that's listen. This is this is where you come. This is where you come for the gold. Come to the Clear Out Podcast for the gold. A lot of wet summers, but not all of them. Where, listen, where else would you get it? Magic, magic stuff. Jesus wept. Um, now, it's funny though, I was just in that, that spirit of remembering, um, remembering summers and being being kind of out in nature I suppose um, you know a lot of my memories that they're, they're all sort of rural memories that's where I, that's where my brain tends to go I tend not to draw up memories from the the more urban environments that I've lived in um, through my life and I have I have done I've lived in quite a few different places over the years but my brain my brain selects the 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 memories from from different times, different times. Memories from memories from my youth, memories from the countryside, and um, yeah. Funnily enough, earlier today I was thinking about one of my first summers working with my dad, um, and we were working building a sort of a, a summer.
cabin a little wooden cabin beside a lake and it was my dad and myself and this neighbour of my father's um, a man called Din who was a short man and had been a a miner um, as a younger man but he was uh, you know he was experienced he was experienced he was an experienced kind of builder and sort of all round kind of handyman tradesperson I suppose you know like a lot of country lads would be you know they would have thrown their hand at a lot of different things and that was the crew myself my dad and Din and uh, I remember we'd stop on the way to the job at um, you know the nearest town to pick up a sandwich roll and I think for some reason now I would have only been about 15 but I, I I, for the few weeks I was on the job I chose to get a fresh grapefruit as part of my little lunch package and I may I may have bought like a I don't know a bottle of Lucasaid or something I can't even remember but I do remember getting the sandwich roll made at the sort of salad bar in the shop and the fresh grapefruit and um in <laughs> it was fascinated by this fascinated by the grapefruit he's like what's that did you get, did you get yourself a lemon I said no Din no, that's a grapefruit right a grapefruit okay he was very very amused by it um, and he was he was a really nice man I always really liked him he, he passed away um, not that many years later funnily enough um, he um, like within maybe 10 years of that he I think he had throat cancer but I always found him a very nice man very nice neighbour full of stories just had a very kind of gentle way about him um, although when he was he, he when he was drunk he used to go on the drink <laughs> that's a bit of a that's a bit of an Irishism like these guys who just go ah feck it and they'd just be on the drink until he was off the drink so it's not like he's gone to the pub for the day. It might be a week um, until there was no more drink to be drunk um, or no more drink for that particular drunk. But when he was... <laughs> well, it was a famous story, not apocryphal. This, is, this happened. Here's a funny one, right? In the area where I grew up, um, down near Avoca in... You know, between Avoca and Rathdrum and Rathdrum in, in, in Wicklow. There was a a German spy who had landed I think as I understand it, a German spy who accidentally landed in Ireland instead of England during the Second World War. Uh, and I don't think he was alone. There were a few um, but he ended up staying in Ireland. Now, I'm not. I don't know the details of his story. Like he may have been a guest of the state, so to speak, until the war was over. But he he settled here. He stayed here, and he married an Irish woman. And um, he, <laughs> I remember. I've, I've got. I've got. I've got. I've got certain kind of images in my mind of him that are again. They're not taken from a World War Two film, but like he did. He did have 
leather coat. And he did have a chunky white polo neck. <laughs> and um, he he and Din, apparently, because uh, they both frequented the same bar in the area, they had a row one time. Din you know, probably called him out for being an, an uppity German. Um, like, I mean, he was to say he was a, a local, a, lo- a local character. Um, but he, he had a certain hauteur about him. Um, you know, a certain, I don't know, a military bearing or an upper class bearing or, uh, you know, something, you know, belonging to a, a class of people that didn't really exist among the, the, the locals of where I grew up. And in any case, Din had a row with him one night and this <laughs> this former German spy he had, he had a great riposte a great insult for Din which was very simply you are not fit to hold my stirrup <laughs> and uh, yeah I think they had to be separated um, Din was not a not a big man but he would have been strong enough I'd say um, but that's a great insult isn't it you're not fit to hold my stirrup um, yeah that's a real that's a real dressing down I have nothing but contempt for you um, another thing about Dean that I learned on that job that, that, I, that, I, that I saw on that job was fascinated by he used to put out his cigarette by spitting in the palm of his hand and then extinguishing the cigarette uh, I, I mean I don't know why he didn't just like flick the cigarette to one side but it was um, that was his system and I was like okay that's that's one way to do it and he used to give out yards about the midges the dreaded midges I don't know if you get midges how, how far do midges travel are they are they an international biting insect just these little pesky tiny bugs that um, they just seem to be abundant uh, in Ireland they they proliferate every year it seems every summer and they do like being near water um, so there's loads here every morning they're annoying me when I'm out in the field doing me stuff um, but then used to yeah used to give out yards about the midges yeah that was good I enjoyed that job I enjoyed that it was very nice um, really lovely actually uh, I remember classic classic young guy on a building job mistake one of my jobs one of the days was to paint the floor <laughs> and of course what did I do that's right I painted myself into the corner help me help me Louis Louis that's my father Louie I was able to climb out the window so I didn't get I didn't get stranded there um, yeah so I was thinking about that today that was nice and yeah other jobs as well I was thinking of another job I did with my dad which would have been maybe the following year and it was just a, a sort of a refurbishment of an old stone house um kind of out in the the the, the back end of, of Glenmalore up in the up in the Wicklow Hills 
and yet again this 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 my my father had this amazing knack for I, I may have mentioned this before he had this amazing knack of um attracting well off female clients um yeah I, I know I can hear I mean I know I've said that before and I've said it here on the podcast before so the summer cabin the previous the, the previous year that was a, a female a wealthy female client and then the job the following year another wealthy female client um yeah what a <laughs> he um he knew his fan base I guess so he he, he did very well but that was um, that was a nice job, and, that, and do you know what? The, the, like the bottom line is the, the reason I remember the I have these kind of fond memories of those jobs is my dad was always incredibly easy to work for and work with, um, just very very chilled. Didn't um, he didn't get cranky? You know, you hear me frequently uh, on the podcast talking about how cranky I can get, how grumpy and snappy and barky I can get with with my daughter um, and not something not something I'm proud of and something I continue to to try and challenge in myself um, and I'm failing I'm failing that's the simple truth I'm not I'm just not I'm not on top of whatever that is and I'm yeah it it bothers me and it upsets me because I think my daughter deserves better. Um, I mean, she gets a lot of good stuff as well. Don't get me wrong, and we have a lot of good times. And yeah, she's very. Uh, she's more forgiving of my crankiness than I am of my crankiness, and I don't like that either. <laughs> she just she she shouldn't have to be she shouldn't have to be dealing with that at all. Um, yeah. It's funny, isn't it? That 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 inability to control oneself. It's um. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, see, I'm just I'm just thinking out loud the. The idea of 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 treating, treating people that you really love. <laughs> like like they're they're strangers and doing that as a way to treat them better that's kind of messed up isn't it that's very unnatural um but that's a strategy isn't it because if like there's no way i'd speak to another child of my daughter's age um another girl you know another girl like my daughter's no, like another child of my daughter's age, I wouldn't be speaking to them the way I, I find myself speaking to my daughter. And um, it is this terrible, um, kind of complacent, permitted um, transgression. I think we 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 allow ourselves with those closest to us. And. I I spoke about this all the way back in the first episode of the podcast, um, and you know because I, I think it's we operate on an assumption of longevity. We operate on the assumption on an assumption of there's going to be time, 
and see this is something I was talking about with my, my friend yesterday when we were talking about her her father who passed away and, and dealing with you know the grief the sadness and how like she was just saying how it's kind of really kind of sharpened her sense of that that illusion and that kind of delusion that there's time there's always time yeah there's always time until there isn't um and you want to kind of get to that you don't want to get to that place where you you, you, you're forced to say it's too late i missed my chance now i was i was i was not arguing but i was offering to my friend yesterday i was i was just kind of asking you know if she had a if she had a place that she could go where she felt she could still communicate with her father um because i, I kind of i do i do believe in that like i think we do have agency to kind of set our own rules and create our own our own habits i mean i spoke with this last week you know you know putting things in place you know the process and i do think that is um that can be an extremely useful strategy in terms of trying to live well and be well and be healthy um and be more kind of you know on top of ourselves and at ease with ourselves and to be comfortable with ourselves because i think that's i think that is that's the ultimate goal um that the you know the, if you, you know if there's a place of retreat you want it to be a place where where you can regroup and then be of of greater use to yourself and by extension of greater use to the people around you um because that's i think that's the well for me i think that's the way forward i think that's that's the way to have a more fulfilled life um and to have a life where you're not looking over your shoulder or you're not feeling you have to you know re-examine re-examine the uh, the messy moments um as i as 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 i find myself doing here and i mean obviously my you know my recurring theme of um not being entirely thrilled with my my parenting um dynamic uh that's you know that that that's oh you know that <laughs> you're bearing witness um albeit in in audio form you know you're bearing witness to me examining my own my own failings and my own sense of that um and yeah and don't get me wrong i'm not i'm not i, I don't i don't kind of overdo that and i, I recognize the glass is, is 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 even greater than half full um in that area but yeah i don't know i mean I, i'm not afraid to kind of to look at myself and check myself and go come on you can do better um and i expect i sort of expect better of myself um because that's uh you know i want my daughter to have a better experience okay anyway look <laughs> i'm not sure what the hell that episode i'm not not sure what the hell this episode has been there was interference that broke the flow 
and um, I think I think my energy has uh, I think my energy has picked up as as the episode has gone on. But now I am going to retreat to my bed, and um, yeah, I'll uh, I'll be back next week with something else. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to reflect now and decide what this week's theme was, so I can do my preamble. Anyway, if you stayed this long, God bless you, fair play to you, and thank you so much. Um. You can always, um, yeah, you can always throw me some love on social media. You can get behind this independent podcast financially by using the supporter link or by becoming a patron of the show using the Patreon link. All these things are there. Wherever you're listening to this episode, you'll find that information. You'll find those links. And um, I'd welcome, I'd welcome anything, any level of engagement. Um feel free feel free to reach out feel free to bounce this episode or the podcast to somebody else give me a shout out on social media whatever whatever do what you want okay i'm not forcing you to do anything and i'm not trying to bring you into the karate club i'm not trying to make you get into the water you do you i'll do me um i will just see you know we'll see how we'll see we'll see we'll see how far we go with that approach Okay, thanks again. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you giving me your ears. And I will talk to you soon. All the best. Mind yourselves. Cheers. Bye.